0: What's going on, fellas? I'm your host, Manpreet, a.k.a. MMA Lock of the Night, and boy on Twitter at MMALOTN. This week, we're breaking down a huge UFC 260 pay-per-view headlined by the heavyweight strap. We got Stipe Miocic defending his title once again against Francis Ngannou. This is the second time they're meeting, the first time Stipe was able to endure that first round and that big storm that Francis Ngannou always brings and knocks his opponents out with. And then we saw Stipe go out there and grind out rounds two, three, four, and 5 and take home that belt once again. Once again, we get uh, Stipe coming in as an underdog here. And I'm very interested to see uh, how the public perceives this fight moving closer to the fight. But I know which way I'm going. And uh, you guys will definitely hear my thoughts going through this fight for sure. Um, One thing I do want to let you guys know right off the bat. If you guys are looking for the in-depth breakdowns for every single fight on this card... You can find that over on my podcast, on my channel. All the links are in the description below, so make sure you guys go check that out. But I'm only going to be going over my Lock of the Night, Dog of the Night, Uh, Sleeper of the Night and Fate of the Night plays uh, for this upcoming card, but if you just want a a full overview of the entire card, you guys can find it on my podcast. Make sure you guys go check that out. Speaking of plugs for myself, like I said at the top of the show, you guys can follow me on Twitter at MMALOTN, on Instagram as well at MMALOTN, and then obviously my own YouTube channel MMALOTN. That's where you guys can find a ton of great content. Your boy is starting to do this thing full-time now, so there's going to be a ton of content there that you guys are going to be able to consume, not just UFC but I'm going to be um, shifting my gaze over to these other promotions that is just lacking a ton of content out there in the YouTube and the podcast world so I'm hoping to bring that to the forefront and lastly make sure you guys check out the Patreon as well too five bucks a month a ton of great content for you guys it's not so DFS based that's where you guys can lean on my guy Salvetri for his Patreon stuff for his projections his optimizer and all that uh, good stuff to get you guys going for the DFS world but my Patreon specifically is more betting based it's all about, you know, the, the, the bets, the over-unders, the totals, the props. I got you guys covered on that aspect, so make sure you guys check out my own Patreon as well, too. Five bucks a month, a ton of great value, and a, a lot of other great perks that I'm not going to go over right now. You guys already know what it's all about. Just check out the Patreon, and you guys will get all the information there. All right, let's get into the and that I pay right off the bat, and then we'll talk about some more stuff a little bit later in this uh, on this card. Um, first and foremost, my lock of the night play is going to be Omar Morales. Now he's coming in at 8,700. This is only going to be his fourth fight inside the UFC, but I think he has a very favorable matchup here against Shane Young. Now, there have been a lot of questions whether this fight is even happening or not. As earlier in the week, that uh, or late last week, we got word that Alexander Volkanovsky won't be uh, defending his title against Brian Ortega. And Shane Young is actually a training partner of one, Alexander Volkanovsky. So his name was kind of thrown out there saying that, okay, this fight might actually be off. However, we did get a tweet and a video from Shane Young, uh, I believe yesterday at this point in time. Uh, it is Wednesday evening right now. On Tuesday, we did get a tweet from him from the UFC Australia Twitter, albeit saying that he's all good to go. He's ready to go for the fights as long as his coaches and everybody pass pass the regular test that every single fighter is going through. He's still good to go, and he's going to be fine this weekend. So don't worry. The fight is on. I promise. The fight is on. All right. How we talk about this fight uh, lining up stylistically? Now, Shane Young normally has the most amount of success when he's the one kind of moving forward, when he's really in his groove and getting his game going. Those are the fights we see with Rolando D. Where we see fights with Austin Arnett. Where he's not really respecting what's coming back his way. When he fights a guy like Ladovit Klein and and Alexander Volkanovski. He's not really the one on his front foot. He's the one kind of getting pushed back. His opponents are the ones kind of uh, dictating the pace. And I think that's where Omar Morales is going to shine here. You know, uh, Omar dropped his last fight against Giga Chikadze and a lot of people are starting to jump off the Omar Morales train right they're like oh he's cut down to 145 pounds probably not the best for him uh you know he's 35 years old you know he's probably starting to lose it now the guy only has 11 fights on his record I still think he's relatively young in his MMA career and I still think he has a solid couple of years to go out there and showcase that he could be a solid top 10 guy um I think going into that Chikadze fight a lot of people were not giving him the respect that he deserved. Uh, that's Chikadze I'm talking about. And I do want to, you know, say that there's only a couple people that I saw throughout fight week that were actually on Giga. You know, Giga coming into the UFC was mainly seen as a kickboxer, and everybody's like, oh, let me let me just take a wrestler against him. And more than likely, he's going to lose the fight. Right Then you got guys like Jamal Emers, who's a great wrestler himself, and he struggled uh, to get uh, Giga down and hold him down and, and even won that fight. We saw Giga uh, get his hand raised that night. And then against Omar Morales, it seems like a stylistically great matchup for him in hindsight. Goes out there and completely picks apart Omar Morales. He's a much cleaner, crisper, and more technical striker, which is why he was able to pick up the victory that night. Omar Morales, on the other hand, when you see fights like the Dong Dongyong Ma fight and the Gabriel Benitez fight, you see his shining moments. You see when he's able to really get his game going and he doesn't succumb to the much better technical striker that Gigi Chikadze is. He gets his strikes off, his leg kicks are absolutely vicious, his body kicks are vicious, but his, uh, his striking and his almost disrespect or lack of respect, I should say, of what is coming back his way truly is what allows him to shine in his fights. Uh, and I truly think that's going to shine here against Shane Young. Now, volume-wise, Shane Young might have him beat here, but when we really get into those firefights and we see uh, Morales, land- Morales landing the bigger, uh, you know, heavier shots and more damaging shots, that's where you'll start to see the difference between these guys. And I truly think that Morales has a high upside of getting a knockout victory here, as I do think that Shane Young is very hittable and he's only, you know, he's only... I think it's been uh, about four or five months now removed since he got knocked out pretty bad by Ladovic Klein in his last fight. So yeah, I really like Morales in this spot. I think he's the much better striker, technically speaking, speed-wise. Again, maybe not volume, but volume doesn't really matter when you can uh, incur the type of damage that Omar Morales is able to go out there and dish out to his opponents. So I love me some more Omar Morales in this spot. I think he's very live for a knockout. And even though he only scored 74 and 55 points in two of his wins in the UFC, I think this is a great stylistic matchup for him to go out there for one, to go out there and get I think he's going to get... If he doesn't knock him out, I think he'll get at least one knockdown, a solid knockdown in there, and then go on to win at least a decision victory. But I'm truly predicting him to go out there and win this fight via second-round knockout, and that's why he's my lock in the night play. Uh, Even betting-wise, I'm waiting for the the bookies to actually repost the lines on our on the bookies that I have access to and then I'll be making my lock making him my lock and I play all the way up to minus two twenty five because I truly think that this is a very, very solid spot for him to go out there and get back onto the winning track. And again, he's my most confident play in terms of the guy that I think is gonna win. Uh, you know, compared to the rest of the field, and especially up at this uh, price range as well, 8,700 is not too bad for a lock on a play. So, yes, I'll be going with Omar Morales, and I think he wins this fight via second round KO. Before moving on, I do want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Prize Picks. I got some great news for you guys. Later this week, probably Thursday or Friday, probably friday i will be releasing a video on my own channel going over my three best spots for prize picks coming up this weekend once prize picks drops their uh their lines and their, their props and all that stuff i'll dig through it myself do a little bit of research and then uh turn out a, vi- uh, a video for you guys so you guys are able to go out there and make your own picks and uh you know take my information and make your own reads as well too but i'll give you guys some solid picks for that so uh UFC 100 is the promo code that you guys use for prize picks. Make sure you guys check them out. They will match your initial deposit up to 100 bucks. So if you deposit 50 bucks they'll give you back 50 bucks as well, so you have 100 to work with. Or if you want to take the full max there, you put in 100 bucks, they give you 100 bucks back, and you got 200 bucks to work with. So once again, that's UFC 100. Make sure you guys check out Prize Picks. It's a player prop set where you just pick the over-under, either on fantasy points. I think Significant Strikes is another prop that you guys can be betting on. Uh, But again uh friday we'll probably put in the description of this video as well uh once i drop that video i'll put in the description here so you guys can check out my pr- prize picks uh but make sure you guys check them out you have seen 100 is the the promo code and again they will match your initial deposit up to 100 bucks all right let's get to the dog of the night play here i like me some jamie malarkey another guy from down under Uh, He's going up against Kama Worthy. He's coming in at that 7,600 range. You got 8,600 on Kama Worthy. Now, Jimmy Malarkey, I think he deserves to be the slight favorite here. His betting odds are currently at plus 110, but I think he has a really good shot to go out there and take down Kama Worthy on a time-and-time-again basis. I'm not 100% sure if he'll actually get a finish here, but I think that we can uh, depend on him to get some solid takedowns and as well as some solid uh, top control, and I think that should accrue to a solid uh, score for us on the DraftKings side. He's probably my most confident underdog on this card. Outside of Steve Miocic, who I'll talk about a little bit later... But I think that uh, Jamie Malarkey is, uh, you know, very durable. He's been knocked out a couple of times on the regional scene. But as of late, you know, taking big shots from both Brad Riddell and Faraz Zium and continuing to chug forward and continue to move forward. The guy shows a lot of skills for sure. Uh, and then obviously the durability that should help him win this fight against Kamal Worthy, who will definitely have the striking advantage here. But I think that uh, his lack of power, per se, will be uh, the, his detriment here. As I think he might be able to put it on uh, J- Jamie Mularkey on the face. Feet. but then we'll see malarkey kind of blend in his striking with his wrestling so well that it will catch come over the off off guard and we'll see him complete takedowns or even push him up against the cage get some control time especially when you have a guy like daniel kelly as one of your main coaches uh you learn you know solid judo trips and judo throws and i wouldn't be surprised if that's something that we see but in the Fraziem fight right we saw him go out there and get a, a ton of takedowns and uh you know secure a bunch of control time but unfortunately he got robbed by some very bad judging in my opinion it came down to that third round and if you guys go on MMA decisions which is kind of like the hub for finding out you know whether decisions were correct or not you see 79% of fans go out there and uh, vote that Jamie Malarkey deserved that third round yet all three judges for some reason gave it to Faraziam so um I think that Malarkey got robbed last time around I think he had a great game plan in that fight and I think that th- he could go out there and uh Put on a similar type of performance here against Kamal who I just don't think is the greatest fighter. You know, you had him come into the UFC, knock out Devontae Smith as a plus 600 underdog in that fight. And then he goes out there and upsets Luis Pena as well as a plus 210 uh, underdog. And then he goes out there and gets knocked out by Otman Azatar last time around. So, uh, you know, good striking, like I said, from Kamal mainly a counter striker. So I think that we'll see Jamie go out there, throw a couple combinations, get Kamalworthy thinking about the strikes, and then start uh, ducking under and start going for for takedowns and really mixing up the fight so i got jamie malarkey here as my dog of the night play want to give a quick shout out to my guy sal vetri's patreon channel make sure you guys or not channel but patreon page the links are in the description below make sure you guys check out his big energy mma optimizer what's well, not just for mma it's for all other sports as well but it's a very solid tool that will help you put together what you uh, whether you have 10 lineups 20 lineups, 150 lineups my guy uh Definitely has you covered on projections, ownership, all that stuff. Salvetri is just a genius and a wizard when it comes to to all those numbers and statistics and all the DFS tools that you need to have a successful night. So make sure you guys check that out, especially for the optimizer. It's helped me out. I know it will help you out as well. So again, check out Salvetri's Patreon. The links in the description below, and I'm sure you guys will find it very, very helpful. All right. Let's move on to the fate of the night. So uh, my fate of the night is going to be Abubakar Nurmagomedov. Now you're going to be like, hey, Manpreet, chill out. It's a of, right? Let's, let's pedal back a little bit. Why are you calling a Nurmagomedov uh, a fate of the night? My guy, Abubakar, is just a far cry from Khabib and Umar. Like, those guys are just levels above what uh, Abubakar brings to the table. Now, he does still have the same, uh, similar type of game plan and similar approach, which is try to get the fights to the ground, has decent enough striking to be passable there, but he really wants to get gets fights fights to the ground. But once he gets fights to the ground, he really struggles to kind of pass guard and, and really truly solidify his dominance. And then his gas starts to show a little bit and he starts huffing and puffing, starts looking up at the clock and he starts to you know try to be like okay i gotta hold on from life to to secure this decision victory but again when he when he gets fights to the ground he just doesn't pass card that well and more often than not the referees kind of stand him up for inactivity and that's just not a good look uh jared gordon uh, jared Gooden on the other hand 7200 um he's actually going to be my sleeper of the night play so i got my fate of the night which is abubakar and then my sleeper of the night is going to be jared gordon here it's not often that i do the you know these categories for the same matchup. But this card is really tough, right? We got 10 matchups on the card. There aren't really too too many other spots where I feel like, you know, there, there'll be another sleeper. Like Thomas Almeida could potentially be a sleeper, but I truly think that he gets knocked out. Um, but I think a lot of people might be overlooking Jared here in... Um, you know, just because they think that Nurmagomedov is a, is a shoe in to win this fight regardless. Now, I am still picking a Abubakar to win this fight, but I think he's really going to struggle to keep Gooden down. If you go back and watch some of Gooden's fights, he does a decent job of, you know, getting back to his feet, uh, retaining guard, uh, not you know that he has too much to worry about in terms of Nurmagomedov passing his guard in this fight but he does a good job of getting back to those safe positions and then getting back to his feet and then letting his hands go and that's where I think the trouble could come from from Abubakar like if he's struggling to get Gooden down who's going to have a two inch height, or sorry one inch height advantage here or sorry I should say two inch height advantage as well as a five inch reach advantage it's going to cause some trouble for Abubakar and I wouldn't be surprised if he see Jared Gooden actually go out there and get a knockout the guy has some big power in his hands you know even though this is his second fight in uh in the UFC the guy's been around forever right he is 22 fights compared to the 19 fights of uh, abubakar um, I think that Gooden has been all over the the, the United States funding for all different types of promotions and really trying to make it to the UFC, whereas Abubakar, you know, he had his Russian run and then he goes over to the PFL, the WSOF and all that type of stuff, Fight some decent guys, you know, Matt Secor, I believe, was a former UFC guy, as well as Boyan Velichkovich, but he fell flat in his UFC debut against David Zavada, where he, again, struggled to pass the guard and then gave up a pretty easy triangle choke to David Zavada, who is a very crafty Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu player. We're not going to get that from Jared Gooden here. We're not going to get a submission off of his back. At least I don't think we will. But I think that he will do a good enough job in terms of getting this fight continuously back to the feet where he will have the advantage and especially the power advantage, and he could potentially knock out Nurmagomedov here. So uh, again, fate of the night is going to be a Bubkar, and I wish I could give you a different matchup for a sleeper of the night, but I truly think that people are going to be sleeping on on Gooden here, and I think he has a lot of upside, especially if he's able to get the knockout in the first or second round. But I think if he wins, it is via knockout, and I think it will come first, second maybe even third round but I do trust the power of good in here um, again betting wise I'm not really going to be betting on this fight as I believe both guys are a little bit flaky uh, but in terms of a draft, DraftKings perspective I think there's a couple better guys in this higher 9,000 8,000 range than Abubakar and then Jared Gooden on the other hand I think he's going to be a sleeper here and he could potentially get the knockout over Abubakar all right, let's move on to the next segment. Stackable main event or not? I don't think so. I think that it's either going to be a Francis Ngannou quick knockout, or we're going to see Stipe Miocic go out there and uh, you know probably get a later finish, and we won't get enough uh, points from either side, no matter who wins this, uh, this fight, to truly cash in a head-to-head uh, game. Uh Once again, just a reminder, projections and tools are available on Sal Vetri's channel. If you guys check out the link in the description below, you'll find his Patreon page. And that's where you guys can get a ton of great help. I've already, you know, dropped the knowledge and dropped the, the, the tips that you guys are going to be getting from him. So make sure you guys check that out. It's a very, very helpful tool and will definitely maximize the opportunity that you have of cashing on DraftKings this weekend. All right, let's get into my favorite plays in each range. We have nothing in the 6,000. I'm not sure if uh, once they give uh, salaries to Alonso and um, Fabio... Uh, if he'll actually end up in the 6,000s I'd be surprised I think he'll more so be in the 7,000 range so speaking of 7,000 range my favorite spot in the 7,000 range is Stepe Miocic I think he retains his title this weekend I think he uh, you know survives the first round onslaught maybe you know he's going to have to survive another two and a half minutes or so in that second round but that's when we're going to start to see Francis start to huff and puff a little bit more I think we're going to see him struggle to kind of get his power and his combinations together and that's where Stepe will start to get his wrestling going and I think that we've seen Better Uh Cardio from Stipe over his last three fights, you know, obviously gets knocked out by Daniel Cormier after his fight against Francis Ngannou. Then he gets the title right back. Uh, you know, shows a great adjustment in that third and fourth round and knocks out uh, Daniel Cormier in the fourth round. And then that uh, third fight, you know, great performance over pretty much five rounds. He gave up that first round, but over five rounds, it looked like he was getting stronger. He was implementing a very uh, strong game plan, and I think that Daniel Cormier is a way tougher matchup than Francis Ngannou in terms of an over overall skill arc whereas Francis you just have to worry about evading the big shots and I think that we'll see Miocic bring that head movement back into this just like he had in that first fight and that makes him the takedowns when necessary but I think the difference here will be that we see the better cardio from Miocic in his last couple fights he'll bring that into this fight and then once Francis starts to huff and puff we'll see him take over with takedowns and then really start to look for a ground and pound finish and I'm uh, predicting either a third or fourth round TKO for Miocic here and at 7800 I think he's going to be optimal uh, if he does end up pulling off the victory here. Again, very small room uh, for error here if you are Miocic because if one of those bombs land from uh, st- uh, from Francis, you're more than likely going to go out. But I think we'll uh, see him actually evade the big shots and get his own victory in the third or fourth round. So yeah, he's my favorite spot in the 7,000 range at 7,800. In the 8,000 range, Marc-Andre Barriot is actually my favorite uh, spot at 8,200. Obviously, uh, my lock of the night play is Omar Morales at 8,700. But I think that Barrio has a really good shot of scoring very highly here. He's going up against Abu Azaitar, who's 35 years old, coming off a lengthy layoff. And not to mention a USADA suspension, which Bariot is coming off of as well. But I don't think he relies on it as much as a guy like Abu Azaitar was. And uh, even when uh, Azaitar was on the good stuff, he was huffing and puffing in his fights come the second and third rounds. Whereas Bariot, with his type of pace and pressure that he puts on his opponents, I think he's going to gas out uh, Abu by like the second round. And that's where we'll see him start to complete takedowns more often. And then even work to a finisher. I think Barriot is very, very live to go out there and get a third round finish and I might even put a little bit of a sprinkle on that prop as I think that it's very juicy and very uh possible to as an outcome here. So I do like Barryut and he's You know, outside of Omar Moraes, he's my favorite spot in this $8,000 range. And then lastly, in the nine thousands, I got to go with Sean O'Malley, right? It's between Vicente Luque and Sean O'Malley. I think that O'Malley has the higher upside of potentially finishing this fight within the first round. Whereas Luque, I think it's going to take him a couple rounds to go out there and kind of pick apart Tyron Woodley and then finish him later or even win a decision. You know, albeit, you know, as much of uh, a hater of Tyron Woodley that I am, I'll have to give him uh, his props in terms of his durability because he seems to stick around. uh, you know even when he's getting bombed on whereas uh you know with Thomas Almeida he's had chin issues in the past Sean O'Malley hits really hard and he sets traps very well too he may not have the best image outside of the cage but inside the cage the guy's an absolute mastermind um you know especially if he's able to keep his legs and his shins in check and hopefully he doesn't topple over start grabbing at his shin again but uh, outside of that I think he has all the tools to go out there and knock out um uh Thomas Almeida And again, I think he's going to have like a three or four inch hide advantage here, as well as a bit of a reach advantage. And I think he's going to use all of that to set all the traps that he needs and then land on the chin of Thomas Almeida and put him out. So Sean O'Malley is my favorite spot in the $9,000 range. That's a wrap. Once again, quick shout out to Prize Picks. Again, I'll be dropping a video for them later this week, uh, giving you guys my top three spots for Prize Picks. Again, the promo code is UFC100. They'll match your initial deposit all the way up to 100 bucks. So make sure you guys check that out. I'm definitely going to be on it this weekend. Trust me, especially if I'm going to be making a video to give you guys some tips. Make sure you guys check it out. Again, the link should be in the description below, uh, at least by fight day. Um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to dropping that for you guys. So once again, Price picks, shout out to them. UFC 100 is the promo code. They'll match your initial deposit up to 800 buckaroos. I think my my guy Sal Vetri says buckaroos. So we're going to go with buckaroos for you guys. All right. Uh, once again, you guys can find me at MMALOTN on Twitter. Uh, Instagram and uh, the the and the youtubes and then obviously on patreon as well uh, the links are all in the description below so make sure you guys check that out best way to support me and then obviously if you want the full card breakdown I have two podcasts out there right now I have a, a two hour live stream and then I have my own uh, pre-recorded podcast which is about an hour and a half where I break down the entire card from top to bottom may not look the same come fight time considering all the cancellations and stuff that we've had but there are still a ton of great nuggets for you guys to pick out in those podcasts make you guys check that out stuff out too if you guys are watching this and you haven't already subscribed to guy my guy salvetri's channel make sure you guys do that as well The boss man is making this all uh, a reality for me to actually come on this podcast, give me this platform to spit some knowledge to you guys in terms of the MMA world. So make sure you guys check that out. I also believe that Sal will be doing a fight day stream. So make sure you guys check that out. I'm sure he'll put it on his Twitters and his social media so that you guys know when he's going live. But make sure you guys check him out there as well because he'll be dropping some, uh, some bombs for you guys. And I believe he'll also be creating some lineups for you guys too. So make sure you guys go check him out on fight day. All right. That's wrap on my end. Hopefully we make some money to this weekend. I give you guys the best knowledge that I could potentially give you for this card. Let's go make some money. I'll see you guys next week. Actually, I, I lied. There is no UFC event next weekend. We'll see you guys the following week. The next event will be on April 10th. It's going to be a fight night card headlined by Marvin Vittori and Darren Till. A ton of great uh, betting spots on there already that I can't wait to break down for you guys. But good luck this weekend, and I'll see you guys for the next episode.